0: Hello and welcome to The Point SDSU I am Nate Tubbs alongside me is my good friend Jack Powers In last week's installment of The Point, we were talking basketball and we were talking baseball. It's going to be more of the same. We're going to give you the update and, you know, kind of draw some connections from last week. We saw problems with the basketball team that we kind of foresaw. So, Jack, let's get right into it with the recap of Utah State. Yeah, number one, they did a great job against New Mexico. Yeah.
1: I will mention that they did exactly what. We talked about limiting the three ball, not getting in a rush. Controlling Not the forcing pace. the threes. Yep, controlling the pace. Utah State's very similar to New Mexico mm-hmm. in that sense of the way they play basketball. Um, Three-point shooting team, kind of guard-heavy, but they do have the big guy there. And they didn't do that. They didn't limit uh, – yeah, they limited it in a sense, but they got out of control. They, they let Utah State dictate how that game was going to be played. And they shot
0: the three ball too much. Yeah, this has been a recurring problem with them playing on the road is they aren't dictating the game. No. And that was very much seen last week. And you could also chalk it up to, hey, Utah State is much more comfortable on their home court the same way we are much more comfortable on their home court. It's hard to march into enemy territory and say, this is our house now. But that's what you need to do, right? Yeah. And the three ball, I think, is going to be something
1: that has to be fixed before not just the March Madness conference tourney, but also March Madness – did I say March Madness conference tourney? The Mountain West conference tourney and March Madness. So it'll be interesting. They, they have to fix it because if I'm looking at the box score against Utah State mm-hmm. – and I see Elijah Saunders with four threes attempted and only making one, in only 19 minutes of game time, which is basically the bottom of that list yeah. of players who have play time. Six or six, you know, most play time. You have Jay Powell shooting two threes. One three's fine. I'm always fine with yeah. the big man getting a three in. Oh, if you have the look, take it. But two is even if. But if you have the look more than two times <laughs> and you shoot it every time.
0: I don't know. I don't really. I don't really care how good of a three point shooter you think yeah. you are. It's it, about it's, it's an opportunity when you have that open look. You draw somebody in from the paint, and then you can reset a play. Yeah, you don't have to huck up that three even if you want to be the hero. Yeah, and I mean if he made them, congrats. That's but true. I don't think
1: uh, that's the way you ha- you should be playing basketball. Um, when you as a team overall they really struggle. they shot fifteen point eight percent. From the three-point
0: line against Utah State, yeah, three of nineteen is not going to win you any ball games. That's for sure. And this was one of those games that they were playing catch up. You know, you want to put up a three to try to you know mit- cover the most ground, and that ended up being much to their detriment. Like these are uh, the the comebacks that I've noticed, especially earlier in the season, is when you really control the pace. It's yeah. when you like answer every score and when you keep on just grinding them down like we're we're going to keep making plays we're going to play hard we're going to make you tired and frustrate you because in I think in order to blow a lead you not only do you have to start you know missing shots or some things get unlucky but your mental has to be affected too, and Utah State was very much in control of the mentality of this game. Yeah, and they let great Osabor, their forward, dominate the
1: game. He had two blocks, clutch blocks too. Yeah, and 17 points go along with it. So he was dominating on his side. So was Ladie on our side. Yeah, 23 points. Um, but that you know that that that's something you kind of need the limit. That's something you gotta control. And another guy they couldn't really control is Darius Brown. Uh, that he had five threes. He shot over
0: fifty percent from deep. Yeah. They were getting him looks. Points. Yeah, getting him nine looks from from three is exactly what Utah State was aiming to do in this game. That yeah. is their scorer. He put up twenty five, and that that's just that that was enough for them. You talk about great Osabor. Uh, that presence on defense, uh, when we're talking about controlling the pace, controlling the mentality, I think he was the biggest factor in that. He he only missed a minute and a half in this game. He was always on the floor. He was always making a difference. And I think you just got to give credit where credit is due there. Yep. Uh, Utah State did a great job, and it's simple as that.
1: Yeah. Now, in terms of, well, this loss hurt them a lot. No, yeah, because it, in conference now they're nine and five. Utah State's still ten and four. Mm-hmm. They can still
0: catch that. This is the type of game that you obviously want to win if you are, you know, setting the standard in the Mountain West. Does this change the big picture though? No, it really doesn't. Only time will tell. So in the in the future, we are looking at Fresno State. And yes. that that that's a game that you know we we've said it before. You got to bounce back. Fresno State is a team that we've beaten before. They're not a free win. There's no free wins in the Mountain West, but what are your what are your thoughts going into that game and how can they really brush up on the mistakes they they made over the weekend? Yeah.
1: Uh well, Fresno State's in at the bottom of the conference kind of there with San Jose State and Air Force. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They are a team that they need to take advantage of. They cannot drop this game. They cannot. And it's at Fresno State, which will probably make it a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. But as long as they limit Fresno State's top scorers, Isaiah Hill,
0: Xavier Dusell, I think they'll just be just fine. Yeah. And when you think about the remainder of the season, we're down to the final four, Yes. We're looking at Fresno State, San, San Jose State, UNLV, and Boise State. These are absolutely winnable games. Absolutely. And not only that, I think they're, they're games kind of necessary to win for, you know, your your own mentality going into the conference championship and going into March Madness. I think that goes without saying. Well, the Mountain West Conference is very
1: fun now that I'm looking at the standings. Uh-huh. Utah State's leading the conference at 10-4. and four. Boise State is 9-4. and four, mm. So technically only a half game back. And then New Mexico, San Diego State, Nevada, and UNLV all have five losses. And in then the stuff is Colorado State has six. That's seven teams that are dominating. I, I didn't even realize UNLV was 8-5 and five right now in the conference. You're looking at definitely six teams that can make the tournament and if UNLV stays hot yeah uh, they have a great chance of making it a seventh maybe um, someone will probably fall out but there's a great chance of six being in there which would
0: be great for the Mountain West Conference oh it would be huge now we have Colorado State UNLV that game is coming up we talked about it a bit more on the Breakpoint podcast I have Colorado State losing this game. Mm-hmm. Think about if they win, though. That that just makes this melting pot even more interesting. Yeah, I think the thing is, if is if Colorado State loses that,
1: they're gonna probably be m- maybe not looking at tournament hopes for March mm-hmm. Madness. Mm. And it boosts UNLV's chances now. They don't UNLV doesn't have a great overall record, but it's the conference that really has been the focus and UNLV still has that great win against Creighton who just embarrassed UConn.
0: So, I don't know. You never know now. That'll that'll definitely carry some weight. The major discrepancy that I'm seeing in this top six in the Mountain West though is that away record. SDSU is the only team with a losing record. They're sitting at four and seven. That's not at all where you want to be and at this point um, in the season, those patterns are built. Like it affects your mentality as you go in. Oh, yeah. Now, I happened to see the team bus on campus yesterday as uh, as the boys got uh, got back to school, and the the spirits were high. Yeah, I I think there's you know the understanding that this is a game that could have swung either way against Utah State. They made a push at the end. It just it fell short. But they're ready to to march on. The and series is even against Utah State now. So. Yeah, which I think is it's good for the game. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's good for the storyline. If these teams meet later on this month or into the next, that would be uh, that'd be very exciting. Yeah, the Ma- Mountain West tourney is going to be fun.
1: It will be very. <laughs> I have no idea who could win it right now. Obviously, I want to say State would, but. Dude, on a neutral court, honestly, I honestly have no idea.
0: It could be any of those top seven teams in the conference. I'd like to think that Aztec fans are going to show out no matter uh, where these games are played. Dude, we should go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, honestly, some breakpoint It's in coverage. Vegas. Get a little. Uh, it's not too far. Uh, yeah, have a little fun, gamble a little. <laughs> Who knows? We'll lose all our money. Yeah, use a little breakpoint algorithm. Yeah. No, yeah. we'll come out winners of the weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah, hopefully. I don't know. But that's a fun tourney. I've been to it before. I'd love to I'd love to go to it again. i got to look at the dates for it. I know it's probably coming up. All right, let's move to SDSU baseball. Not a great start for the Aztecs season. They lost the series to Portland. They lost the first two, and then on game three they came back and had a dominant performance, winning 7-1. I will say, though, in game two they did lose in 13 innings, which is kind of the, one of those tough break things. Yeah. But still, they dropped the series.
0: There is a little uh, a freshman who's m- making his name, Jake Jackson. Man, yeah. he was uh his bat it came alive in that that third game. It did. The bats in general came, it came alive. They had three home runs. Let's talk about a bit that press conference that we covered in last week's installment of the point. We were a bit worried about the enthusiasm going into the season and how that might affect our play as the season started and you know is it a surprise that we dropped the first two I don't think it boils down to a matter of talent I think it boils down to just a lack of experience what about you I agree I also think it's the mental aspect if it's the idea that they
1: are now seeing this apparently as in the coach's word Mm -hmm. as a foundational year Foundation That that makes me think going into the games, at least to start the year, there's not really an expectation. I don't really know what that – maybe there is within the clubhouse, but I, I see that as something that
0: is going to be heard by the players. It doesn't go just by them. Yeah, and we did just come off a loss against CSU Northridge as yeah. well, and that's that's a game like you should not be losing. Midweek game – yeah, you can't. It's yeah, it's hump day. I get it. Yeah. But do you really expect Northridge to put together a more well-rounded baseball team than San Diego State? Yeah. I'm not sure. Now, in this extended home stretch to start the season, we uh, we have Mizzou coming to town tomorrow on uh, on Friday. We have CSU Bakersfield coming to town on Saturday, and we have the Utes on Monday. Mm-hmm. Those are all games that you know you'll you'll get different looks. You'll start to still develop who's going to be your, your best pitchers, yep. and that's SEC and um, Pac-12 baseball, yeah. which is pretty good. Oh, they 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 are going to come to play, especially uh, Mizzou. See, I like CSU Bakersfield in between there. If mm-hmm. we do happen to, to fall to Mizzou, you have a chance to really bounce back against Utah. And yeah, who knows? So in that first game, who did we have starting? We had Chris Canada. And he did not. Chris Canada now has a 5.4 ERA.
1: Obviously, it's the first game of the season. The ERA is going to be very boosted but he only pitched 3.1 innings um, compared to Xavier Cardenas, the third, who went five innings,
0: zero ERA, and one appearance, and that was a game started. So, Yeah, this speaks to the ability a pitcher has to settle into a game when they get run support. Now, in the first couple of games, the, the the run support was not nearly as prevalent. You know, the, the second game going into extras, yeah. Definitely speaks volumes. But if you're Chris Canada, you got to, if you don't get the bats on your side, you're going to have to yeah shut down. You're going to have to get them an opportunity to come alive. And it's unfortunate that it did not work out that way. Now, three innings, that seems to be about the average for these college outings. But you got to. I'd like to see four. I'd like yeah. to see four. And that, that five innings out of Cardenas. Yeah. That's huge. I think that's the standard that SCSU yeah. wants to achieve. You know, the mix of getting getting deep in innings, really pushing your pitchers, and getting the bats a lot. Yeah, I, I have high hopes with uh, Cardenas the third, and I
1: also have hopes with another sophomore like Xavier um, uh, Isaac Ariza. He he went. He started the game against. Or he started one game. He only went two, mm-hmm. but he's had two dominant two inning outings against both Portland and CSUN. Um, even though he gave up runs, it's kind of those relief things that you know you kind of get iffy about. He yeah. Ariza is a, is walk heavy,
0: but I I don't know. I I like these sophomore pitchers. They they have high hopes. Yeah, the the team is very young. I think that's the most prominent storyline to come out of this. Uh, like like we were talking about, Jake Jackson, he was making it happen. But uh, we also had Colby Turner. He had two hits in that win against Portland State. He, he had a triple. He had a ribby. Uh, we had Jacob McCombs with a double and a ribby. So we, we like that. We like when the, when the bats yeah. come alive.
1: One guy who I think is going to make a difference is the catcher, Evan Sipe. In 286 right now, he started three of the games, yeah. played three of the games, 14 at-bats, three three doubles
0: already to start the year in four games. I'm excited to go to more games, get to know the team, because yeah. I, I think he has great hands. I think the the team in general can move in such a positive direction. You can't let an opening series like this really dictate the rest of the season, yeah. and I don't think they are. Think about the MLB. Like, some of the best teams have cold starts, and yeah. we might be one and three right now. But we got three more at home, so by the end of the weekend, by Monday night, we could be four and three. And yeah. I think that's that's absolutely not out of the realm of possibility. I'd like to see them at least at three and four. Yeah, I you want to pick up. Get two. You want to pick up two out of this just to get the ball rolling. So our next um, in conference series is going to be against Fresno State. Fresno State always puts up a good fight. They are a talented team. Fresno State right now is three and one to start their year. So no matter what sport, they they always come to play. There's yeah. no doubt. So we'll we'll have to see what goes on there
1: with baseball. I think there's a long season. We're gonna reach out to some of these players, try and get them on the the show. Wouldn't that be fun? Get to see their perspective on their season, also get a little bit Uh, get to know a little bit about their lives and
0: why they love San Diego and what brought them here yeah there's so much insight that I think the SDSU landscape deserves to know about these players and we would be so happy to bring that to y'all and with that being said you know we'll, we'll, we'll be getting that ball rolling so in today's episode of the point sdsu you know we we talked a little basketball they
1: need that win against fresno state That's yes for they sure.
0: do yeah speaking of and we talked a little baseball was it a slow start yeah is there room for improvement Hopefully. always <laughs> i think we'll, I'm, I'm most excited to see the pitchers settle in and uh, we'll see the the freshmen as they get more looks yeah they'll just improve you I
1: know they, so. that's that's just how this works it is i'm looking forward to the tony Gwynn legacy though looking forward to that, that mizu game i think it'll be a big deal absolutely
0: all righty with that being said this installment of the point sdsu has come to a close again i'm nate tubbs alongside me my good friend jack powers and we will catch you on the next one